This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. Packer and Durham. It is a Friday. The pre-power hour is upon us as we continue to stream live on the ESPN app. Number for the program, if you are in the mood, would be 844-SAY-ACCN. That's 844-SAY-ACCN, and you'll be good to go. As I mentioned earlier, everybody's still here. So Otto during the break, he's great. Captain Ron working on drones. Robert, he's staying busy. The dogs are good to go. Fuller's back here. You can't see him, but... uh, He's going to lean up on Wes here eventually. Don't forget, you can always um, kind of contact the show. You can tag Pack and I on Twitter. Our, our Twitter handles are pretty simple. It's our names. <laughs> There's no 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 gimmicks. Who on are that. you boys again? And then uh, you can use the hashtag Packer and Durham, that kind of thing. Preston Anderson this morning asking a very important question: <laughs> What in the world is Packer thinking? Yeah, Preston, we ask ourselves that question every day on this show. <laughs> Pac-Man's top 10 rowing rankings, and what in the world is Packer thinking? Well, is he upset with number 10, provoking Mike Tyson? No, I think he, CNN Plus I think should have been more, in there instead? No, I think he's more concerned about... Was he got a problem with uh, thought Boston College should be ranked higher? No, I think he's wondering why you're doing rowing rankings. Because it's rowing season. We cover every sport here. And you know what? If you didn't know the genesis of this... Nobody had rankings for rowing, so I took the responsibility that, hey, you know what? I'm an ACC guy, so I'm going to rank the ACC teams in rowing. And so there we go. That's the. I mean, if Mark Schleyball can come up with some crazy, way, way, way too early 6.0 top 25, why can't I come up with rowing rankings? I'm with you. I do it every week. They're consistent based on results, not some fantasy land. Big let me, difference. Let me just offer I this. I deal with the real world. Well, Preston, let me just offer this to you, if I may. When my man flies a drone through this door working right on, here, we're working on when it. the drone, when Captain Ron, who's our drone administrator, right there he is, and the Pac Man fly this drone through this door, it's gonna be awesome. That's official. What in the world were you thinking, stuff? It's not. I thought it'd be easy. It is not, and we're still working on it. It's an acquired skill. It's above your skill level. At this it, well, point. it is. I'm, I'm learning how to do this, and I, we're going to figure this Captain thing out. Captain Ron is putting paperwork together as we speak, and it ain't happening Can we get yet. Captain Ron on the screen? No, here? we don't want Captain Ron yeah, on the we, screen. No, we don't. There, there is Captain Ron. Look at working him. He's on working on the, stuff right he's there. He's working in on the drone. Okay, turn the lights on. That's what, you got a SAG card now? Yeah. Somebody, yeah. You know what? I had a note the other day from somebody who said, I saw Captain Ronnie look like Chef Tell. Oh. Chef hey. Tell from back in the 70s and 80s. You remember hey. Chef Tell on TV? Never heard of him. You never heard of Chef Tell? No. Who's Chef Tell? Drew. Google Chef Tell during the Why break. Why tell me who he is? He was a TV cook. Is he a French guy? No, he's a hey. chef. He would make was things he? on television hey. segments of 90 this seconds or something. This is toast. Hey. Oh, God. Here we go. All right. <laughs> One it was Friday, and we are loose at the seams here. Ah. Poor Lisa Monday on a Friday is Lisa's directing. Lisa's great, man. She's got it under control. It's not even a problem. Yeah. Keeping it right between the ditches. Sure. Bless her heart. All right. One stat per game. We're going to start with softball and got started last night with number 17 Clemson at Florida State. The Knowles winning on a walk-off from Kaylee Harding. They've been dominant early in games. They've outscored their opponents 206-52 to in the first four innings of games. 
Florida State has. Last night, though, Clemson Pack had the 2-0 lead in the first four. Yeah. And then Florida State tied and won late yeah, Florida on the State, Harding single. Florida State put a four spot, I think, in the fifth, fifth inning. And uh, Sidney Sherrill, who appeared on the show yesterday, gets the Packer and Durham bump. She gets a double, knocks in two runs. Yep. But it's a walk-off for the Knowles. And, again, uh, those next two right here on ACC Network. And one of the things we haven't touched much on is Lonnie Almeida and John Rittman have history together at Stanford. Right. And then Lonnie, of course, moved on to Vegas and now Florida State. And John Rittman, of course, USA softball, circuitous route back to Clemson. And both have been terrific coaches, but they were together on staff at, uh, at Stanford as well. So it's been fun to watch them kind of compare notes and put their teams on the field together for the first time last night. And, at John, ACC play. and John talked about, hey, when we took over the program at Clemson and started, that was the you know, take a snapshot of what Florida State is on there, the standard to how you build it the right way. And now yep. we're watching a league that really – has just blossomed between Duke winning in the ACC championship last year, another young program, Virginia Tech this year, absolutely crashing the party, doing the job, mm-hmm. Keeler Richard and company. We know how great Florida State is, and Clemson's really good too. Yep. And so is Notre Dame playing well. Yeah. We'll talk Notre Dame softball later this hour. Coming up in uh, 10 minutes with Deanna Gump. Now, Notre Dame in North Carolina this weekend, and the Irish have been particularly good pinch hitting. In fact, they're hitting better than 300 in pinch hit appearances. Meanwhile, opponents are only hitting 140 going six for 43 so donna papa's team's got some things to to get done from that standpoint but notre dame be interesting to watch and see how that goes but they're they're scheduled to play this weekend as well looking for some smoke in these highlights from baseball and okay. softball you got to have some how's that. that going for you well i mean i just think <clears throat> that if you really want to be legit you better have some smoke in the outfield yeah Number 11, Duke, continues our one stat per game in softball. They're at Syracuse this weekend. Marissa Young's team's averaging almost eight runs a game. Syracuse, 172nd in the nation in Team ERA at just under four. Something's got to give, Wes. Yeah. Strength and, versus strength. And Duke needs to – and you know, we talked about this earlier in the week. Duke needs to kind of pick it up here. And this is kind of the area a year ago where they started turning it up a little bit, and it carried them into the tournament. So ACC tournament's going to be really, right. really good. Yep. Really good. Uh, Louisville's at number three, Virginia Tech. Another one, right? Yep. Uh, the Hokie pitchers have combined to strike out 422 batters. <laughs> Virginia Tech's batters have only struck out 150 times. Coach Pete's got a nice squad. Yep, big time. I mean, a lot of stuff here to contend with. And, of course, they draw Louisville this weekend. At home in Blacksburg. So there you go. Next is baseball. Wake Forest visits number 18, Notre Dame. Uh, since the start of the 2020 season, only two teams have a better winning percentage than the Irish. How about that? Now, there's a good bar bet right there. That's a great bar bet. Tennessee and Arkansas, legit, terrific programs. Uh, but, man, Notre Dame, that is a strong number right there. I, I, you could ask a lot of true college baseball junkies that question. And they may get Arkansas. They may get Tennessee because right. the balls have been hot and Tello's doing his thing, mm-hmm. uh, bumping umpires every other week. But um, uh, it's Notre Dame, that's a really impressive number yep. right there for the Irish. Uh, number eight, Virginia Tech at Boston College when it comes to baseball uh, this weekend, uh, after an 0-4 start, the Hokies have won five straight ACC series. 
and now 9-3 and three in the conference, chalking 15 wins in their last 18 games. Can I just say, have I seen this movie before? Virginia Tech 0-4 in the league, gets hot at the right time and goes on to win. Can anybody say Mike Young? Yeah. 0-4 in the sure. league, and how did that turn out? The right. hardware, you want to see an ACC trophy in terms of being a champion? Go to Blacksburg. Check out that men's tournament. Yep. All right? So I'm just saying. Baseball tournament's going to be good, too. Right uh, here in Charlotte. Busy weekend in Charlottesville because there's baseball tonight uh, to help start the weekend. Going ahead to the game? Of, we are going to go to the ball game. Are you? Yeah, we're going to go by early, for sure. Well, Are you going to be on, uh, you going to make a little guest appearance tonight? No. No. We're going to go by early, see Coach O'Connor. Check in with Scott Forbes and the Tar Heels. Go by the rowing center? I don't know that we'll do rowing, but we'll, we'll let you know. If we do, we'll put it on social media for you. How's oh, that? That's fine. Okay. Uh, but Carolina and Virginia, and this is the start of a massive homestand for the Cavaliers. Yep. 13 of their next 14 games are at home. They don't leave the Commonwealth until nearly the ACC term. They go to Louisville for the final weekend of the regular season. By the time Packer goes to Italy. That's exactly right. That would be very accurate. Thanks. <laughs> so it's time for the Hoos to get going again. I told you that I, earlier this week that you know they had they stubbed their toe down at Coral Gables. They struggled a little bit at Pitt. Lost another one during the week. It, it's time for Virginia to find that gear again. Hmm. And this homestand it could be a perfect case scenario. Get some momentum getting into June when it really matters. Yeah, Hoos are going to be good, man. Sneaky baseball, by the way. Pitt at Miami this weekend. Good series. Because the home team has dominated the last two years. Uh, last year, Pitt won three at home. Miami won three at home in Coral Gables in 2020. Now, remember, that three at home in 2020 was the only weekend of conference baseball that was played. That was the only week, and then it was shut down. They played one weekend, and then the next weekend of conference play just so happened that was the one that was played. Well, again, Pitt coming off a nice series against Virginia. Got to take it on the road. The Canes have been playing as well as anybody. And uh, start taking a look at those standings, Wes. We gave that baseball standings earlier this week. Miami's 14-4 and four in the league, and really there's a separation between them and everybody else in the Coastal. Right. But the races – on both the Atlantic and the Coastal side, should be unbelievable, especially the Atlantic with a series coming up this weekend with Louisville and NC State. Wait, and I, look at you playing to the script. NC State, Louisville's our next one stat per game, and it involves the Cards, who've won six in a row against the Wolfpack, outscoring them 61-22. to 22. Yeah, well, that's what. I got a text from Elliot Avent this morning. They've arrived in Louisville. Oh, feeling no, good. no, no, come on. <laughs> What's he got? What's he got in Louisville? See, what do you mean what's he got in mischief? Louisville? No, oh. he knows how important this series oh, is. Oh, I thought you, when, been, and, you and guys were looking for the Derby tickets earlier. Or no, we know that we're, neither one of us are going yeah. to the Derby. And we're okay. both dis- highly disappointed yeah. in that. Right. Um, that's something that's got to happen. Elliot's a couple weeks too early, my man. You need to. Keep... I know. We've talked. We've talked and about. Max says they don't play at home during the Derby. Dan McDonald's told us on more than one occasion. This derby plan, you guys are going to have to set this up two years in advance. I know, we are. That is so true. You got to get budgets. You got to get, you know, show codes. You got to get a lot of stuff set up. I'm afraid it's going to be above ESPN and everybody else that we're just going to have to do this ourselves. I'm just sensing that that's what's going to happen here. And that's okay. Stranger things have happened. Well, I understand that, but I'm still highly disappointed. And I know Elliot is too because we've talked about doing this. But it's a big series. On a serious note, it is a big series. When you look at the yes. standings in the Atlantic Division, right? 
you'll see Louisville and NC State right there at the top. This is a monster. If somebody can pull a sweep this weekend, it is humongous. Yep. Big uh, Syracuse is at Boston College and women's lacrosse. This is a big game. Last time they played 2021 national championship, BC won 16 to 10. Remember that? That was at Towson, Maryland. Yep. So Kayla Trainer and her squad meets Acacia and the Eagles. Could be a lot of points. High scoring, yep. up and down. Gotta love it. Tell you another one. Virginia and Syracuse on the men's side is this weekend, too. Brendan Curry has 90 goals in his career for the Orange. Hmm. Tied for eighth most in program history by a midfielder, already in rare company. Six of the seven players ahead of him are in the U.S. Lacrosse Hall of Fame. But he currently isn't the leader in his own household. His dad is three goals ahead of him. By the way, did you like those uh, silver Syracuse lids there? Sure. You like those? Yeah, why not? I like a, a change every once in a while, yeah. Syracuse got four hats. Syracuse has good uh, – their gear – I've said this before. Solid gear. They got good gear, Syracuse yeah. does. All right. Notre Dame-Carolina this weekend softball. We've already talked about Notre Dame's pitch-hitting prowess. And when we come back, Deanna Gump will join us. Debut? No, been with no, us No, no, no. This will be her second appearance oh, on the program. Okay. Eight away to- from a mug. A uh, terrific coach in a long, long run in South Bend. Deanna Gump joins us next, ahead of Notre Dame, North Carolina this weekend. Back with that and more on Packer and Durham. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Deanna Gump is the uh, head coach of Notre Dame's softball program and joins us this morning. This is... uh, is this right? Year 21? Come on now. Or 20, 20. It's 2021, and it's 21st season, year 2022. I'm sorry. I was trying to get my 20s all straightened out, Deanna. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm good. Yeah, 21. It's crazy. Uh, you and Muffet McGraw had more than 750 wins at Notre Dame or in your coaching career. How, how in the world – I mean, the legacy of coaching at Notre Dame has always captivated us, and Muffet's a friend of the show, obviously. Um, right. So you've seen the emergence, and I want to say this in, in light of the 50 years of Title IX and things like that. Women's sports at Notre Dame has really grown in the last two decades. or Yeah, I mean, two decades, right? I mean, it feels that way. Oh, it's unbelievable. And I, I love um, how the women at Notre Dame have just – completely um, just attacked their sports and, and have created our own name. Um, we always say, you know, we carry, we carry the sports at Notre Dame. <laughs> Excuse me, uh, Jack Swarbrick's online. Jack, just three. so you know, Jack, the ladies yes, Jack. are running the house here, Jack. It's, uh, <laughs> we see him next month in Florida. We'll make sure to kind of punch that one on home for you, okay? Uh, coach, um, <laughs> we were talking before you came on about the quality of softball mm-hmm. in this league and of course you're part of this mix and so forth and we saw you know the clemson florida state game last night the quality was so good it's a walk-off game incredibly competitive but it seems like literally every series in this conference literally is a fist fight i mean it's amazing how good this league is as far as top to bottom is concerned you're absolutely right and and here's the thing i think we've been growing and growing and growing and our conference keeps getting better um, and I think finally, um, the entire country is recognizing the fact that 
wow, like the ACC softball conference is really good from top to bottom. There's no weekends off. Um, it is a dogfight every single weekend, and it's showing. You can see it across our entire conference. Okay, you guys have won six of the last eight by my count with Carolina this weekend. Uh, you're having a great year in the league, in a league that's really good. So we just ran a graphic about pinch hitting, and I know that's just one element of your team. But in a weekend series like this, and look, we're getting into late April. I know the tournament's around the corner. Do you kind of stay away from the value of the weekend series and say, okay, let's just go play today? I mean, how does how does every team kind of manifest this moment, if you will, in the season? Well, you know, it's a it's such a long season, and I can tell you, it's easy to get caught up in the whole series and the whole weekend and the whole week and the the whole you know month. But we talk about it every single day. Just worry about right now. Because that's all that really matters. It doesn't matter what happened before. It doesn't matter what's going to happen tomorrow. It's just mm -hmm. right now. And we talk about it every single day we're together. Um, I want to ask you about Karina Gaskins. We just saw a highlight of a home run. Uh, she's on the list for USA Softball Player of the Year. I mean, hitting 450. Uh, in, a, in a league that's got plenty of stars, Coach, she's one of them for sure. Right. Absolutely. You know, I'm so proud of Karina. I'm so proud of the way that she has matured and really quieted um, her approach at the plate. I mean, she's ha she has power for days. Like, she's going to hit the ball hard. Um, but her pitch selection has been really the big difference maker for her. And she's just so quiet up to bat. You know, there's not a lot of extra movement. She is just straight to the ball. And, boy, she can – she's just – she has just been off the rails – um, this entire season and has come up so big for our team just day in and day out. Coach, it does not surprise me that my partner, Wes Durham, goes to offense. He all, you know, we, <laughs> we bring a football coach on. He wants to talk about the quarterbacks and the running backs. I am the opposite. I want somebody playing defense, shutting stuff down. And I think softball, it's like, hey, guess what? You better be able to pitch. And boy, has your team been great in that department. Yeah, you know, we've had three that we've gone to consistently all year, and I think we're really lucky for that. Um, people really don't know who we're going to throw every day. Um, Peyton Tidd has done a phenomenal job of really kind of setting the tone and leading the way, and Holloway has come up really big, had two no-hitters in the last, what, three weeks? Yep. Um, and then our freshman, Shannon Becker, I love the way she closes games because she's so different than the other two, but I love her to start the games too. I mean, she's Shannon has really done a great job of getting better and better and better throughout the season. Coach, I also think because of that diversity that you've got in the circle, I, I think that has to help you when you get to like an ACC tournament, right? I mean, you've got to have supreme confidence. You can go deep and throw different mm -hmm. looks at everybody. Uh, to me, that kind of plays into your strength when we get to back-to-back -back games in like an ACC tournament situation. 100%. I think that's the one thing that we have going for us that a lot of teams don't. A lot of people depend on the one, right? Like they're like that one person will just keep throwing and throwing and throwing. Um, I think we're really lucky because we have three that we can go to at any time, any place. Uh, is this a pitching league or is this a hitting league, Deanna? Uh, I think we're I think we're both. That's what makes the ACC so tough because we have – probably five of the best pitchers in the country in our league. And we have, again, like probably I would say, wow, there's 
at least two hitters on every single team that could play for anybody in the country and be their very best hitter, hands so, down. All right, and I'm gonna I'm gonna call your your tenure as head coach there into play here, and and your knowledge of okay. the national collegiate softball landscape. How's this happened? Okay. Because let's be honest, and Pac and I, we've been obviously kind of looking at it for the last three years, and we did for a year or so on radio as well before we came to television. The idea that the ACC could have the best softball league in the country, that's kind of foreign conversation to a lot of people in this league's footprint. So how's it happened in your mind, seeing it from abroad and seeing it obviously since Notre Dame's membership started, you know, about a decade ago? Well, I think the ACC expanding has changed things dramatically. Um, I think that the ACC schools have invested into softball. They realize that it's a game that people want to watch. It's a game that people are interested in. It's mm. a fun game to watch. I mean, you watch one softball game like last night, you're going to yeah. watch it again. Um, and I think people have bought into softball. And I think if you look at our postseason numbers, people watching our sport, it's crazy. And they love it. People love softball because it's fast and it's exciting and you never know what's going to happen. Because how important was that game last night? I know it doesn't directly affect Notre Dame other than the standings and so forth because somebody wins, somebody loses. But I thought it was important for the country to see a game like that on the national level that was incredibly competitive, back and forth, two really good teams. It's a walk-off in the seventh. But it does kind of elevate everybody else in the conference when you say, man, they're really, really talented. Right. You know, I think those games are happening more and more frequently. So I think that's why you're seeing like the big hype of softball right now, because you're not just seeing that on a Thursday night, you're seeing it all weekend and you're seeing it on Monday nights too. Right. And I think the more that people show us on primetime and linear, you're going to see some great, it's going to keep growing and growing and growing. I'll tell you the other thing, Tupac, Deanna, I don't know what kind of relationship you got with Mike Bray. But I'm just going to tell you, it's refreshing to talk to a head coach at Notre Dame and be able to have him like in in a home or an office or something like that. Bray usually comes to us on FaceTime from his car. I haven't left yet. <laughs> I have a long night ahead. <laughs> yeah, if we find him not on the side of the road, we feel like we've, yeah, we've mean, advanced with coach. I mean, right? I, just the way it works. In, in all honesty, I think at one point he had a laundry basket behind him yeah. in the back seat. It was like he was going to the dry cleaners. I got to tell you, yeah. it's refreshing to talk to a coach who's having success at Notre Dame Pack, and, and we're actually getting to have a conversation and it, not having to worry about, you know, like some blinker going off or something like that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's the truth. In Bray, that. you know, Bray does that to you, though. You know that, right? I mean, he's been there a long time like you have. I mean, Bray, Bray will pull one of those on you. And, hey, Coach, you know, we, we worry about him because, you know, he, he never shaves. He looks almost unkept, which we kind of relate to that. But, yeah, but, but it's an interview from the back of his car with laundry, laundry and, and I mean, you know, what, wrappers what from a fast food doing? restaurant. I mean, You're like, good God, this guy. I mean, can we help Bray a little bit? <laughs> I mean, thank God he's winning games. Thank goodness he's winning games. Yeah. And that's why he is who he is. you got to love him. <laughs> you don't have any choice, right? Yeah. Uh, we got to ask you this question, Coach. We've been doing this now for oh, the last couple of months. This will be good. Uh, for oh, you, this is no for you specifically. Yeah, can only answer for yourself here. Uh, what is your walk-up song? Whether it be game day, getting out of bed, going to work, whatever the case may be. What, what's the song that gets you going? Well, I'm liking the choice of Pat Benatar that you guys had earlier today. Um, but I'm a big pink fan. You throw on some pink, I'm I'm in. Let's go. That's the first answer for Any pink. 
All right, so beginning the next time you're on the program, you're going to get that as your lead in to the interview. That's the way it works. I love it. Here we go. You got it. Hey, thanks for the time. Good luck this weekend, okay? We look forward to following you guys down the regular season fine. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks Deanna for the Cullen. time. You, you bet. It. Our pleasure. Terrific coach, man. Yep. Good to, loaded good, with him. good to get the confirmation on Bray, too, while we're at it. Well, again, and, and you know what the funny thing is? If Mike's watching or listening, yeah. he's not going, yeah, that's pretty accurate. That's right. Uh, when we come back uh, off to Boston, Mike Gambino joins us. An important weekend for BC ahead. Uh, honoring Pete Frades, we will talk to Mike next about that and the stretch drive in the regular season on Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham. Let's go to Chestnut Hill. Uh, we're going to do back-to-backs on yep. the campus off Com Ave. Uh, Mike Gambino is a longtime baseball coach at Boston College, and I, I, this is a terrific cause every year. It's the ALS Awareness Weekend. Uh, the Eagles are in town. They'll host uh, Virginia Tech for three. They'll play two on campus, and they play one at Fenway Park, which is actually the 10th annual ALS Awareness Game, um, Saturday night, 6 o'clock at Fenway, which is incredible. Mike, great to see you. Um, this is uh, this is always just a special weekend. And, it, I mean, for a lot of reasons, you honor Pete Frades, who was a, a, such an inspirational guy. But it's, it's a bonding experience, I'm getting the impression, for not just your team, but also, in this case, Virginia Tech joining you for this weekend series. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a really fun and amazing weekend. And um, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Um, after we talk about Pete, I do want to go back to the, the rowing uh, rankings because I do think Coach Hollowell and our, and our girls should be a little bit higher. I will tell you that we, we do have to maybe talk about get, getting you up here in the, in the fall for the head of the Charles. Uh, maybe come see that big regatta that we have in the Charles here and maybe see Kelly Doton's field hockey team for Mike, a little bit in the fall. But Mike, we don't, you don't want Packer hey, in a I, shell hey, on hey, a river hey, anywhere. Hey, you, aren't ta- hey, you are not a part of this conversation. I'm sorry. <laughs> Coach, if it's an invite, I am oh in. I am in. Finally. Head of the Charles in the fall. Coach Hollowell will host. You, I have not, I've not met Coach. I haven't spoken to him, but I am in. I'm in. I am in uh, for that. That's awesome. You're a lover. She's great. But um, but going back to the, the weekend, yeah, we're, hey, we're listen, really wait a minute, lucky. Hold on a second. Wait a minute. Coach, hold on oh, a second. No, Gambino's in trouble. As long as I'm not invited to the Boston Marathon, I would be out for the marathon. <laughs> But anything on the boat, I'm in. Deal. Okay. Done. Deal. All right. Got it. Yeah. Great. I can hardly wait. Anyway, Mike, you uh, – <laughs> Let's get back to more important yeah, things. Yeah, more important things. What – I mean, like, I know what it meant when Elliot came up there and obviously with the situation involving Chris Combs at the time and so forth. But now you've got Virginia Tech who's having a great year. And it's – tell me – I know what it means to your program, but it also seems to also ha- carry over to whoever you're hosting that weekend, too. It does. I mean, you know, we're extremely lucky, you know, first starting with the Red Sox. Sam Kennedy yeah. um, has been amazing, and the, Red, the entire Red Sox organization from the moment that Pete got sick. Um, and, and Pete's mission became, obviously, our program's mission, but, but the Red Sox as well. So, you know, Sam has always said that this game is tremendously important to, to him and to their organization. Um, and we can't be, I mean, I couldn't be more thankful to everything they do for, for us and for, and for Pete. Um, and then to have Virginia Tech here is great. I mean, you know, the, the ACC in general, you talk about Chris Combs, you know, Florida State's program uh, has been affected 
uh, by ALS. Louisville's program had a former player. Mm -hmm. um, so unfortunately, and, and Pete always said it, this is baseball's disease. And, and you see what Major League Baseball uh, has done and the commissioner um, with Lou Gehrig's day. Um, you know, so, you know, Pete's mission um, has really, really spread. And, and it doesn't surprise any of us that were around Pete um, that he's been able to get here, uh, to get this year. Um, and then for Virginia Tech, um, you know, the, the, the first trip Pete got went on with us right after he got sick when he became our director of operations. Um, Pete Hughes was still the coach at, at Virginia Tech at the time, and mm -hmm. Pete Frades had played for him, so he came down there. Um, so there's always been a close bond um, between the two programs. And, um, you know, Evil Shield, both of us are we're Evil Shield, so Evil Shield has made some really cool um, straps to go on, uh, strikeout ALS straps to go on the, on the protective gear. Um, Dean Marini made a really cool strikeout ALS bat. Um, Franklin, one of our other sponsors, made um, some strikeout ALS batting gloves for us. And, um, it, you know, it's just about, you know, Pete gave us the directive when he got sick. Raise funds, raise awareness. Um, and, and, and the ultimate goal is to not have ALS games anymore, right? That's, that's the goal. Um, you know, and, and because of everything Pete and, and the Freighties family uh, and the entire freight train has done, you know, we're, we're getting towards that goal. You know, Coach, uh, Boston College has a really unique relationship, I think, with their community. Uh, it's not only this event that we're talking about and how that's touched so many lives, but mm -hmm. you also got the Red Bandana game, obviously, in football for what that stood for. And it really does capture the essence of Boston College, doesn't it? I mean, big picture of people taking care of each other uh, in times of, of difficulty. And, um, you know, that's one of those kind of games this weekend that you circle as soon as you come out with the dates, man, that's the one you circle. You say, you know what, I'm going to be a part of that this weekend. It, you know, it's true. And, and I think for anybody who went to Boston College, or really anybody educated by Jesuits anywhere, the idea of being uh, a, man, a man and woman for others, uh, it, it just it becomes ingrained into you. So uh, I think people outside of the school and outside the program look and say, you know, that's amazing that you're doing these things to help other people in whatever the aspect is and, and it could be the red bandana game and it could be an ALS game but it could be um, the service trips that the regular students go on all around the world but but when you go here uh, it just becomes who you are and it becomes part of what you do yeah. um, and it's it's part of what makes the education here so special um, it's part of what makes this athletic department so special mm. um, and, and it's you know we're just excited to be a small part of Pete's mission and a, and a small part of our overall university's mission. It's great that the game Saturday night from Fenway is on ACC Network at uh, at six o'clock as well, uh, following our coverage of the Virginia Spring Game, and uh, you'll see every pitch of the ball game between Virginia Tech and Boston College. I want to dive into your team, but I want to be pretty particular about this. You have got arguably one of the most talented players in all of college baseball. Uh, Luke Gold's had a phenomenal year, just a sophomore, but a guy who is, is in some ways, if you know about college baseball, then you know about Luke Gold. However, a lot of folks know their team. They don't know necessarily the opponent. But this is a guy who had, you know, is, is just going off the charts here, Pete, or Mike, rather. He's just having an unbelievable year for you. The kid can really hit. Um, he can really, really hit. Uh, and it's fun to be around him. I I'd said uh, – one of the guys in doing one of the ESPN games last year, the, the, the worst thing to be when Luke Gold is around as a baseball because he just hits baseballs so hard. I um, mean, he's, he's having a great year for us. Uh, and the kid's worked really, really hard on his defense. He's become a really good defender at second base. 
Um, and you know, it's, it's um, you know, we're used to, and, and we're excited about the fact that um, high round draft picks and big draft picks, and you know, and we had six million dollars in signing bonuses just last year coming off the, uh, coming off this team. So, you know, that idea that these guys are coming out and making a bunch of money and getting to the big leagues is, you know, is kind of part of our program, and and it's really part of everywhere around the ACC. Um, but getting a chance to watch Luke Gold hit. Um, is uh, is fun and special, and we got some other guys. I, I see that popping right, up right there. You had yeah. um, you had a shot of uh, a Joe Vitrano hitting a home run, and and yeah. with Cam Leary and Travis Honeyman, there's Cam um, coming up here in a second. Um, I mean, this lineup is scary, um, and I really like the development of of what's happening with the guys on the on the mound. Um, so we're making progress. We're getting there. Coach, when you see a guy like Luke Gold, um, at what point in time when you saw him like the first time did you go, man, he's just different? Or is it kind of evolved since he's gotten to campus? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, he actually had come to a camp when he was a freshman. Um, and uh, it's right after his freshman year. And you're like, like that's, that's special bat speed. And um, you could see how hard he hits the baseball. And, um, and then you kind of watch him and track him. Um, and then you get a chance to know him. Um, and the family, and and for us, um, getting these guys that are that are elite level baseball players, but the combination of elite level baseball player, elite level student, and elite level character, is is critically important with every kid that we that we recruit. So, you know, you, you see him swing it, and you get excited about it, and then you get a chance to meet the kid and, and meet the rest of the family. And um, I love watching him hit. I love having him in our lineup. But I'm also um, I'm just really lucky that I get a chance to to be a, a part of this kid's life and, and have him. And be around him every day. By the way, they say hitting's contagious. Have you found that to be the case? When he grabs a bat, everybody's like, "Man, I can hit that thing now. Let's go through that hanging curve. I'm going to slap that thing all over the yard." The part of the problem with Luke, though, is he hits it so far that it goes the other way. He hits balls to places, and everybody else is like, I, "I can't get there. I can't hit this ball there. I don't know what I'm." <laughs> hey, uh, in a, in a interesting move, the the Harrington Athletics Village uh, was on the maps and on the boards for. Seemingly, the concept was out there for years, Mike. I don't have to tell you that, right? And then all of a sudden, it became reality. What's it been like now to have this new home field, this new ballpark, and also be able to welcome people back to it, right? I mean, be able to bring people in, let them enjoy the new facilities that everybody at BC worked so hard to deliver. Yeah, and I, and I cannot thank Father Leahy and the administration um, enough for the investment they've made. I mean, we were – sort of talking about it with some of the seniors yesterday. Our, our seniors here, um, when we were recruiting them, um, we were on Shea Field. Uh, and um, <laughs> although Shea Field was enduring, uh, endearing in some ways, um, the, uh, it was not a fun place to play and recruit to. Um, you know, so in the last four years, we've opened up the Harrington Athletic Village, which now, you know, we got a ton of alumni coming back all weekend to the games Friday and Sunday. And, um, and they're excited to come back and see games there. And then, um, you know, with the investment in, and now opening up the Pete Frady Center, um, you know, unfortunately, obviously, COVID sort of slowed down the process of the opening and the naming, and you know, right. we were finally able to do the dedication a couple weeks ago. Um, but now, you know, the first the, the first part of building this program, and, and and when Pete was here, he and I talked about this a lot. He was a a, a huge part in helping us, um, you know, build both culture but also grow in the program. Um, but now to be able to bring our, our alumni and our recruits back and, and see the Harrington Athletics Village, to bring them into the Pete Frady Center, um, it's a really, really exciting time. And 
Um, in some ways, it's like a, um, it's the same culture and the same um, values, but in some ways also it's like taking over a new program in some ways um, mm -hmm. and to be able to walk kids and recruits and families and, uh, and, and donors and, and, and alumni through um, and, and have a lot of pride and have a lot of pride in the name that's on, um, that's on the building, that's on the Pete Frady Center and what it means to all of us. Yeah, Coach, awesome. before we let you go, uh, again, always appreciate the time. Uh, we've asked coaches this question and uh, kind of curious to see where you're going to go with this. Uh, what is your walk-up music for you specifically? I, I, I'm so glad you asked that one. I was worried you were going to ask about the toughest class. I know you, no, you go no, to that no. sometimes. But. No, 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 no. So, no. <laughs> um, I tell you what, I would go with this one. I don't know if you – there was a report years ago. Um, there was false reports of Pete passing away um, and the way that sort of Pete uh, – debunked that rumor was he put out a tweet um, his one of his favorite bands was Pearl Jam Pearl Jam has actually um, been at the forefront of fighting ALS mm -hmm. um, yeah. Pete got a chance to, to meet Eddie Vedder so he, he oh, cool. uh, put out a tweet with just him and the song um, alive oh, yeah. and he put on the bottom the words in the in the name in the words of my good friend Ed and uh, so I would go with alive oh that's pretty Love good it. Love hey, a uh, little quick research here, Mike. Uh, the head of the Charles is the third week in October. Oh, that's a birthday weekend. Is that your internet birthday or your no, real birthday? No, that's my real okay. birthday. Here's the other thing, Mike. Third I'm going. Minute. What's the date on this? Well, lit, this past year it was October 23rd and 24th. Oh, how about a, me and Mrs. P? Long weekend. Easy, in Boston? easy, easy, big fella. We ain't gotten you there yet. Okay. Um, <laughs> hey, you're not going to believe dinner, this. Dinner down at the North End one night. There you go. Are oh, you going to take him to Limoncello? You going to do that too? Is that what you're going to do? This might be the greatest interview ever. I might, go, I might ever. go Fiori's, but Fiori's, Limoncello, and then why don't you take him by Mike's and get some pastries the next morning? Okay, why don't you do that too? This is turning we'll, out. We'll go, we'll go to Bo we'll go to Bova's. We'll we'll go to Bova's and get best cannoli you've ever had. We'll have so, a nice yeah. night down there. I tell you what, you bring in Halfley and Pat Kraft. This well, could be here's the greatest the, wait, weekend of my life. Stop just a second. It's my birthday weekend. Stop. I'm, just I'm a in big on that, birthday. and we can wait. pass them the bill. No, perfect. That, now see, Kraft is definitely getting the bill. Mike, I'm with you on Kraft picking up the tab. And Pat, I know you're watching, and you know you're paying. Um, all right, here's the problem: the weekend that it was. Last year, this year, BC's on the road at Wake Forest for what could be a very critical game in the Atlantic That's Division. That's fine. You know, we'll, we'll save some for Halfley and leave it at the front there door. There we go. Once again. Like, and by the way, you're going to love this, Mike. Oh, boy. Is Mike, he? Let's see. I've already put Boston College in the top four in the rowing rankings. An immediate late bump. Oh, just, really? Just like that. Just like BC's that. in the BC's top four. BC's going four. Like that. Oh, no. It. We got Grayson, live Grayson's pictures. got of, those girls going. I'm in. Look, look at this, is. Gambino. We got live pictures of Packer <laughs> working in the shell. Great. And it's Virginia, by the way, that he's coaching. So there you go. Uh, BC's chasing them, baby. All right. I hey, love it. Mike, great to see you. Thank you, as always, for the time. And uh, we'll be thinking of you and your program this weekend and what no it doubt. means to Pete and the, and the battle against ALS. Thanks, as always. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. You bet. All right. Uh, we're going to switch out because when we come back, the Hall of Fame. We I keep, can't believe we're saying retired. We, we keep it in the BC family. I mean, we're going right back to the Bureau Cam. I can't believe Jerry York shut it down. Jerry York has shut it down. He is now the retired, legendary coach of the Eagles. He joins us next on Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Packer and Durham. 
It is a Friday, and we got a ton of guests. In fact, our next one He's really only, doesn't want to talk no, to he us. He doesn't want to talk to us he at all. He wants to see the dogs. He yeah. loves Chester and Fuller. They, they are one in 1A, and we just we get scraps. That's how it works. By the way, nice sweater. Like this? Yeah, look at there, huh? Jerry York. Look at this. Here. Packer wearing the uh, BC Eagles sweater. You betcha, you. huh? Let's get a good shot of that bad boy. This is sweet. Yeah, it is. Sweet. Those things are awesome. They are nice. Uh, I cannot believe we are getting ready to say welcome back to now the retired, legendary head hockey coach of the BC Eagles. Look at him. Coach, how's it been four days in? Hey, uh, terrific. Uh, You know, it's just uh, a completely different feeling. You wake up in the morning, you don't have that practice plan to go ahead and... uh, (laughs) You know, formulate the the call last night to recruits. I don't have to make those calls, but uh, but you know, it's an interesting dynamic because uh, everybody asks me, well, "What am I going to miss?" You know, uh, just the relationships. I think uh, they can talk about trophies and wins and losses, but just you know, meeting different people every day as you come in because you know, we've got an uh, unbelievable family atmosphere here, and whether it's a policeman welcoming you to the campus or custodians you meet downstairs, and or Wesson pack right here <laughs> well by the way we got to get a shot of the dogs for you because the, the first thing you said to us was all right forget you guys and then, here, now here's there chester. they are there's there chester fuller's over here yeah i mean you know wide awake too wide awake that's oh. good well you know they heard that you were coming which means treats and uh <laughs> after you spoiled them rotten after your last delivery here to the house they're like when's when's coach coming back on we want our treats from boston because you can't get those down here in the carolinas now what you sent us Amen. And I raised, when I was younger, I raised English Bulldogs, so I have a great affinity to all dogs. Yeah, I tell you what. Well, congratulations on an awesome run. I know you've heard that a thousand different times. Uh, you've been great with us on the program and so forth. But seriously, what are you going to do with the free time now? I mean, are we into gardening? We're going to travel? What, what are we, what, what's, <laughs> we writing a book? You tell me. What, what, what are we doing? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Ken, Ken Chesney and listening to this morning, I uh, his new album, Here and Now. I think that's so important. Uh, so everybody talks, what are your plans? What are your plans? And, you know, it's an old Yiddish uh, saying that, uh, you know, man makes all these elaborate plans and then God just laughs. So right. the best thing is just go with Kenny Chesney and here and now and stay right in the present. Jerry, there's so many things about the collegiate game in hockey. And, you know, we spend a lot of time talking parallels of obviously where football and basketball are. You've seen the marriage, though, between the collegiate game and the professional ranks, I think, work pretty well. What would you say about the status of college hockey and where it is? I mean, you've done this 50 years and at an incredibly high level. But where is the game of hockey on the collegiate level in relationship to kind of its patronage and its support by the NHL and, and the way the two work together? Oh, it's, a, it's an interesting dynamic, Wes, because, you know, there was two decades ago, no one ever thought of, hey, going from college to pro. It's, uh, you know, it was a deathbed. You know, you go to college, you're a college player. And you, certainly you go on to different occupations, but the NHL was not a factor. But, you know, over the last decade, you know, we're, like, this past year we had 24 BC players play actively in the NHL. I mean, it's almost like, if you're a good college player now, you can seamlessly go into the pros. And, uh, you know, that's, you know, I guess baseball has had that for a while. You know, of course, football and basketball, you know, 
for, historically have done that. But right now, it's uh, I think about half, 50% of the NHL now is call, former college players. So it's a great avenue for the player that wants that. It's a, certainly a terrific life for him, but it's not the only life we propose here. You know, there's tons of other occupations if you can't play the National League. And, and we again tell them, you go to the National League, we've had plenty of players play 15 years, but you're still then, you know, 35, late 30s, a lot of life to lead afterwards. So you have to be ready for that, too. By the way, we just got off the uh, interview with Mike Gambino, and I'm coming up there now in October for this uh, – <laughs> This regatta thing you guys got on with Charles. Uh, <laughs> hey, coach, you got some free time? Come on. We're just adding on to Pat Kraft's bill, and we go out and eat big time up here in Boston, all right? And you make sure you keep that weekend open. I will for sure. All right. Hey, by the way, uh, name, image, and likeness has been a humongous story uh, since it unveiled itself July 1st of 2021. Have you had a sense that it's had an impact in the world of college hockey or not? Not not quite the impact yet, but we've had a couple of players uh, sign up with Tom Brady's uh, new line. So they haven't given me a hat or a T-shirt yet, so i got to talk to more before the rest of the day goes on. But we've had some do it, but it hasn't had a huge impact. The reason they haven't given you a hat is it's $62 for the hat. I mean, my God, have you seen the prices? Um, I know. Yeah. Uh, okay. You didn't, You did this for so long and the legacy of doing it. I want to ask you, though, when your retirement was announced the other day and you said, that's it, I'm, gonna, I'm moving on, have you gotten a phone call or a text that surprised you in the last five days, I guess, four or five days? I, I guess Brad Stevens, you know, uh, reached out and, and talked to me about uh, retirement and different things and, and also said, hey, I'm open for an invite to Oakley, uh, my golf course here in Watertown. So I'll get Brad over to play, but he's going to have to give me some strokes. Uh, man, look what you did. You retired. Wait a second. Wait, wait. Packer's coming for the head of the Charles. I want to come play Oakley. Yeah, well, I don't want to. I don't <laughs> care about the, the rowing deal. I want to come play golf. Let's do that. That's funny. Yeah. See, Wes knows Oakley in Watertown, guys, God's country. John Ross's first first course, right. yeah. fabulous, eighteen ninety eight. Oh, see, yeah, you can. You know what? That, that, that's a waste. That's a no, waste it's not. That. That'll be good I walk. There. There. That'd be a real good walk. Go out there six seven hours, shoot ninety two, and all of a sudden I'd you're be drowning the best your sorrows. Ninety two of my life. If yeah, I do that. okay, I got you, big man. You come over there with the river with me. I bet the greens. I bet the greens at Oakley are something, aren't they? Very, very quick, uh, undulating, yeah, outstanding. Yeah, but, you know, good. back then, Wes and Pac, you know, there's no, they never thought of a practice area. So we have very little practice area. Uh, you know, now every course has these huge uh, practice areas. But Donald never thought about practicing, probably. So at least we know one thing he's going to do in retirement. Yeah, going hit to hit that little white Don't ball. play ball. Drive yeah, yourself crazy. Put a peg in the ground. That's it. <laughs> hey, by the way, I, I know you've retired, but uh, what would, what would uh, your walk-up song be? <laughs> All right, what, what, what song, oh, gotta, what music has got to be played for you to get fired up game day? It's got to be Kenny Chesney putting me in a good mood, you know. All right. By the way, you know he's getting back in concert. You're yeah. going to be at uh, you know, Tampa. Oh, Tampa, Florida. Florida. Yeah. yeah. You know, Tonight. I, and I he's know. coming here. He's coming here, too. He's coming here to Gillette. We got to get that worked out for you now because I didn't know yeah. that you were that big of a fan. We get that happening. Yeah. And he's a huge sports fan, as you well know. Huge. Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, I went to uh, one of the Patriots practices one time, and he was there as a guest of Bills. So, kind of neat. 
Did you get yeah. a chance to meet him? Just briefly, just said hello. Uh, you know, Bill was involved in that practice, but he did come over and just say, Jerry, say hello to Kenny. So that nice. was a, a memorable day for me. There you go. That? That's I'll awesome. tell you what, there you are, hanging out with stars. See, that's, like all, that's all retirement's going to be, <laughs> just stargazing with that's Jerry it. York, right? That's it. If, if Coach came down here, he'd blow us up. He'd be hanging out with Chester and That's Fuller. it, yeah, that's Chester we know, we know our role. We know our role. Hey, Coach, congratulations. Jerry, congrats on a wonderful run. We look forward to keeping in touch with you, okay? Don't be a stranger. Yeah, thank you very much. All right, you bet. Jerry York, Man, what a great I mean, guy. incredible. Dude, it's awesome. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, really great. 50 combined years, Clarkson, Bowling Green, Boston College. I mean, he became the head coach at Clarkson at 27 years of age. Saw the earth too, man. Oh, my God. Good super, people. Super, super people. Yep. Been our pleasure. Been yep. really our pleasure to talk with him on, uh, on several occasions. All right, Power Hour's next. Uh, the Barnetts are going to be here. I'm looking forward to that. I am too. I bet you really are when it comes to Haley and the rowing concepts. Yeah. Picture, apparently you're already kind of helping them out. Looks that way. Uh, Kevin Parada, the nation's home run king at Georgia Tech, also going to join us at 930. All that and more coming up on ACCN. Tune into Packer and Durham weekday mornings from 7 to 10 Eastern for the best conversations about everything from the ACC. Find it on the ACC Network, Sirius XM Channel 371, and streaming on the ESPN app.